Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast is dedicated to supporting the Summit League and its student-athletes by commending their accolades and talking hoops. This podcast is hosted by a washed-up NAIA golfer, avid sports fan, and jackrabbit at heart, Madison Van Walligan Boston. Welcome back. Episode eight. Uh, That means we're getting closer. I think last season we only had eight episodes. This season will probably be 10 or 12, but we're definitely um, on the back end of the season here. We're two weeks away from the Summit League tournament. Everything is coming up. We are short on time today uh, because we got a lot going on at this point in the week. So we're going to kind of do everything all in one today instead of breaking up our standings, our recap, our commentary, our BS. uh, We're going to do it all at the same time. And then after that, we're going to talk to our interview guest for the week. So it's going to be kind of muddled this week, but it uh, it should be a good time. So let's take a look at where we're at right now. Keep in mind while I'm running through this that there are four games left in the regular season Three if you are St. Thomas, Western Illinois, Denver, or Omaha. They all have travel partner games um, coming up this week and next week. So four games left if you're not those four, three if you are those four. So we're going to start at the top. Number one, SDSU is 14-0, and locked itself into the number one seed this weekend, clinched the regular season championship with their 31-point win over USD on Saturday. Now, we have a battle for number two. Um, Last week, it was North Dakota State and Oral Roberts that were in this position. They both lost on Saturday while UND won. So now we have three of them tied for number two. So they're all three, eight, and six. On Saturday, North Dakota went down to Omaha and got a 71-69 to win. North Dakota State, that score is not right. I think it was 79 to 61. Did I get a little bit dyslexic here? Let's take a look, see. Yeah, it was 79 to 61. I was going to say that game was not close. (laughs) Already screwing up. Okay, 79 to 61. Um, over Omaha on Saturday. That sounds better. North Dakota State lost in the mountains to the Denver Pioneers, 71 to 83 in that game. And Oral Roberts came out on the losing end of this time against Western Illinois, 85 to 91. If you remember back to the first time um, in Macomb in Western Hall, that was an overtime game that fell in favor of Oral Roberts, 94 to 90. But this time in Tulsa, Western Illinois steals the road win. So that leaves spots three and four open. Now we go to five. So again, the two teams 
the three teams at number two are eight and six. Number five, USD, is seven and seven. So they're one game back. Now we go to six. We have another tie, Omaha and Denver, both seven and eight. That means they're only half a game back of USD at five and one and a half games back of the three teams that are at number two. So this is like a lot closer than people actually think it is, right? Because at this point, UND, NDSU, and ORU are all knocking on each other's doors. USD's knocking on their door. Omaha and Denver are knocking on USD's door. And we have a gap at seven because the tie at six. Then we go to eight. St. Thomas and Western are both there at five and ten. Here's the most interesting thing to me. Because we can talk North Dakota and Oral Roberts. And we will, right? That that game is is massive. Big implications uh, in tomorrow night's game. But if you go on the other side, like St. Thomas and Western at 5 and 10 at this point with three games left for each of them, the best that they can both do is 8 and 10. So they're not going to be in the top five seeds. However, rather than being in the eight seed, if they can win out and either Denver or Omaha loses out, one of those teams can be the seven seed and avoid South Dakota State. But here's the deal. Only one of them is going to win out because they play each other this weekend. So whoever wins on Saturday, that's the team that we need to watch now to see if they can get themselves into, into the seven seed. But again, it's like it's a twofold thing, right? Like they can do their part all day. But if Omaha or Denver doesn't do their part of the deal – then it doesn't matter anyway. But um, I think it's interesting. I, You guys know that I love this stuff. So as much as we talk the tie at number two, I think it's really interesting to see if one of these teams down here at the bottom can get themselves in a position to avoid South Dakota State in the tournament, at least until the, the championship game, because um, that's where they would end up meeting up if they did so I just think it's interesting I'm keeping my eyes on that um St. Thomas got an 80 to 57 win at Kansas City this weekend so then we have a gap at the nine spot and that leaves Kansas City at three and 11 um in the 10 spot but remember that March Madness anything can happen at the good old Denny Sanford premiere center so that's where we're at right now we have a hardcore battle for number two we have a bit of a battle at number six and we have a bit of a battle at number eight pretty typical of the league if you ask me All right, folks, welcome back to our interview portion. We're excited to be hosting another wonderful Summit League coach on the show today. And today, that's North Dakota head coach Mallory Bernhard. Coach, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. Well, it's your second official season as head coach. You've led the Hawks to a 15 and nine record thus far this season, tying the number of wins from last season. So that's really good to see. The numbers are continuing to go up. Before we get into all of that, I want to start by asking a question from Garrett Bruce in our podcast network. He wants to know how unique and rewarding is it to be able to coach at your alma mater and be the first former student athlete that's done that for UND women's basketball. Well, first, I'm going to even backtrack before that and say, Thank you for calling it my second season. I like to forget about that interim year. If I could just forget about that record, my coaching record looks a little bit better. So I'll take all the help I can get. So thank you. Let's let's start that path for what the coaching record is. Appreciate well, I am going to bring it up in the next question just to <laughs> let you know. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but no, to, to get to Garrett's question, it's awesome. It's, it's super rewarding. Um, and I think it just means like that much more to me. Like I think every coach takes a lot of pride in the program that they coach. Like that's, that's without question. Um, but I, you know, having played here, having worn the Jersey, having played for like a, a, the most legendary coach in Gene Roebuck, there's just so much more that like, I, I, I want to see the program go forward. I want to see like his legacy continue. Cause he, he put North Dakota women's basketball on the map nationally winning national titles. And trust me, I'm nowhere near the coach that he is and never will be. But, you know, he, he texts me after games and just like still there's like always that like coach relationship of like he says, you know, you're doing a good job or he's proud. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's like the best thing you can possibly hear. So um, it's it's awesome. And, and it's fun because so many fans, you know, still are familiar with me, like as a player. And so there's just like so much connection from, you know, being here for so long and then just the the history and the tradition of the program is incredibly important to me that our players know. And um, because I've lived some of it, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of uh, conversation that can be carried forward with it. Absolutely. It's been fun to watch. I can tell you that much. Well, Um, Well, I mentioned earlier that your program had 15 wins overall so far this season and then 15 wins overall at the end of last season but before that in that season that we don't like to discuss it was just two wins and of course COVID and injuries had a massive part of that um but again just kind of the upward trend is is something that we're loving to see for sure who have you seen the most growth from on your team whether in the last two seasons or even just this season I'm not sure that there's like one player I'd particularly like point out. I think everyone's kind of grown in some way, to be honest. Um, I mean, yeah, you go back to that COVID year and if it could go wrong, it went wrong. Like everything possible. I mean, we played games with seven people. That's wild to even think about. Um, But we just wanted to play games. Like we just love playing basketball. Like that's what we're here for. And that's what we did. Um, and so, yeah, you see a lot of things. I mean, Juliet Gordon didn't get to play quite a bit through that. You've seen Casey become who Casey's capable of being. I think Claire's having an awesome year and you're seeing that, um, Maggie Manson's having a huge role. You see some of our young players, Nakia Hurst or Kaya Beal, those guys are electric when they're out there. And I mean, I'm sure I'm missing somebody and I hope I don't have a player mad at me, but like we, you've seen growth from every single player. And so that's, what's fun. 
Absolutely. Well, that's a good um, a good lead up to the next question. So most teams do tend to have a leader. And for you, it's typically Casey. But we have seen her have some nights this year where she's maybe not as productive in the field goal column as, as usual. And the term team basketball gets thrown around a lot. But I would argue that you guys really have been able to play team basketball on some of those nights where she is where you don't have anyone at, at the forefront, whether it's Casey or not. How are you able to find ways to score when Casey's not scoring? Or how are you able to to just keep that team atmosphere and play team basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I we know Casey can have huge nights, but we don't like put that on our shoulders and like say you have to do this. And so I think every player is ready every single game, and it's it's been awesome. I think we had a game not too long ago with six people in double figures. Like that makes a team tough to defend. That's that's tough. And so, yeah, we've had nights where Juliet's been our leading scorer, Claire, Joel, Mag, you know, just different players kind of finding their way. Um, and so that's that's awesome. And that's where, again, like, everyone's kind of got eyes to Casey, per se. Um, but she's also tops in the leagues in assists. So it's not like she only has to put the ball in the hole to be productive for us. Yeah, good points. Good points. Um, OK, let's talk about tomorrow night. This is like the last serious thing I have to talk about. Obviously, massive game. I love implications, and there will be lots of those tomorrow night. Um, it's going to set the tone for Sioux Falls. You're currently in a three-way tie with Oral Roberts and North Dakota State. Get to host Oral Roberts tomorrow night, and you've only lost one game at home in the conference season. Maybe overall. Overall. Yeah, overall. Yeah. Okay. So one game at home all season. Um, what's the vibe in Grand Forks right now heading into t- tomorrow night? Well, I think you're right. It is a huge game. I don't think there's any denying that. Um yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't like gone down that path. I haven't let myself go down that path of all the different scenarios and implications and things that can happen because I, I don't have the capacity for that at this point. Um, maybe in a week when there's half the you know games left. But um the the vibe is definitely um that this is big, you know, that that there is a lot on the line with this game. And I'm I'm not really like shying away from that. I don't think it's worth like sitting in your locker room and, and saying, like, oh, it's just another game. Like it's a big game. Like, let's just acknowledge that. Um, and we know they they took it to us down there in all honesty for three quarters, or for sure that third quarter, they took it to us, you know. And so um we know how good they are, we know how capable they are of putting up a ton of points. Um, and so it's it's big in the sense that we're at home. You know, we feel like we have a lot of pride and want to protect our home floor, but it's also big in that there's seating on the line. We're four games away from deciding what number everyone's got in front of their name down in Sioux Falls. And so, um, yeah, it's huge. I'd, I'd love to not play a game in the 90s tomorrow, I'll say that, because I know they're capable of getting up there pretty quick. Yeah, the, well, they're coming off another shootout with with Western Illinois. You know, the first time in Macomb, it was ninety four to ninety, I think, in favor of ORU, and this weekend it went the other way, and it was still ninety one to eighty five, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see what what happens. I'm super excited uh, for that game. So let's let's play Summit Roulette. We only have two roulette questions for you today. The first one is my favorite question to ask all of the coaches this season has been, "What song would get you?" on the dance floor, the middle of the locker room after a win, what song's getting you going? Okay. 
I am like not a dancer and I'm very aware of that fact. So I'm not sure there's a song that's getting me out there. So that's that's kind of copping out. I think AJ took the same cop out there. He did. He did. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not dancing. I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. But it's also like the music I like is not at all the music that our players like. We have like two players on our team that can get down on some 80s rock with me. And that is totally my vibe. So I don't think that's pumping up the locker room. Well, that's what AJ said too. He said he said maybe eighties or nineties, and I was like, "Oh, Duran Duran." I kind of gave him an idea. I planted a seed in his head. So I, I love like some ACDC, some Guns N' Roses, like some hardcore. Is, yeah, I love that stuff. I all right, good to know. Um, this comes from Jordan, our former co-host, and hopefully again future co-host. He wants to know: Is Jenga a board game? And no. if it's not, why is it okay? Why is it labeled as a board game in stories then? That's a great question. It, it's definitely a game, but there's no board. You can't call it a board game if there's no board. Come on. I agree. Okay, so is, is a I guess follow-up, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, but I do love a hot dog. So it, I was totally ready for like, what's your favorite food or what's the best food you had on the road? And I wouldn't have answered hot dog, but the hot dog is a great choice always and everywhere. See, okay, I have to switch. I can't ask everybody, unless it's like a good sappy question, I can't ask every single coach <laughs> the same question, which is why today we're debuting something new. This is the wild card I told you I was throwing at you. Um, I don't have a fancy name for this yet, so we're just going to call it challenges, but here's like the instructions. I'm going to give you like a scenario, like layups or push-ups or something, and then your instructions are to pick an opposing summit league coach that you think you could be in the challenge so between all nine other coaches so i'm picking it i don't even care what the challenge is (laughs) gosh okay the first challenge is is the little 1v1 who are you taking one-on-one oh jd i'm taking jd no matter what the what the thing jd is hilarious like he is absolutely awesome so i'm absolutely taking jd because at the end of the day, I'll be dying laughing no matter what. The no matter what. Is. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, if if let's say if you weren't, if we take JD out of the equation, because he can't just be the answer to everything. Who are you taking okay. on half quarters? Ooh, half quarters. Well, I'll say this. I need like a little bit of time to like get myself back in shape. You know, I'm still like two months removed from having a kid. Um, Correct. But after I get myself back in shape, I'm pretty good at half court shots. I'm, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'll take down anybody. Um, let's go. Who do you want to call out publicly? Let's go Kelsey. I want to get to know Kelsey a little bit. Ooh. I don't know her well. She seems pretty cool. So let's let's go. Okay. Kelsey Music and Mallory Bernhard half court shots. All right. The last one is you have an option. A rap battle or a lip sync battle. I'm not rapping. You're not going (laughs) to. That's Jordan asked. I said, should I ask her this question? Jordan's like, is she good at rapping? I was like, I don't know. But if she's not, that makes it even better. Yeah, no, I I got no talent in either of these things, but I guess I'll take limp singing. Okay. And who are you taking? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm losing this battle no matter what. Let's go Kayla. Kayla. All right. So Kayla for a lip sync battle and Kelsey for a half court battle. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure that they're regular listeners, but I will put it on the Twitter in hopes well, that, we'll, that we'll they get it see out it. there. We'll at them. Well, yeah, we'll definitely at them. <laughs> 
Okay, awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here again. Um, Good luck tomorrow and looking forward to seeing you in Sioux Falls. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, stick around. We'll be back right after this. What a great chance to sit down with Coach Molly Bernhard of North Dakota in her second head coaching season, as she likes to uh, refer to it. She's so much fun, always, always down for uh, for whatever I throw at her. So certainly appreciate her coming back to the show this season. North Dakota, as mentioned, will host Oral Roberts tomorrow night, um, and then they will also host Kansas City on Saturday. So we'll get into all the upcoming games um, here in a minute. Before we recap and get into the upcoming games, just a note of interest for you. My trusty sports friend and former colleague, Ryan Deal, pointed out on Twitter that Rapid City Christians Olivia Kiefer and Corsica Stickney's Avery Broughton are both top 20 all-time scorers in South Dakota girls basketball history. Why should you care? Well... These are both future South Dakota Coyotes. Um, South Dakota has put together an outstanding year considering everything they lost and all the injuries that they faced um, and and certainly is still extremely talented and they're about to get more talented when they notch these two. Um, yeah, I, I had to take a beat when I saw that. That's... I knew Avery um, was a future coyote, but I don't know if I missed Olivia Kiefer or just didn't or had just forgotten about it. But both of them, um, that's going to be crazy. Olivia Kiefer is 12th on the all-time list, I think, and Avery is 19th. So, so yeah, future coyotes coming in hot. USD is doing a great job in women's sports with recruiting. Um, I think I saw they had like the number four recruiting class for volleyball as of last month. And now they've got these two coming in um, for for women's basketball. They are hammering the top recruits, um, and it's exciting. It's good for the league. It's great for the league. So love to see, love to see that. Let's dive into the St. Thomas and Kansas City game again. Eighty two fifty seven for St. Thomas um, down in Kansas City, Missouri last weekend. Leading scorers for the Tommies, Joe Langman went off absolutely off 29 points for joe two rebounds two assists one steal followed by jade hill with 17 points three rebounds seven assists and one steal 23 points off of turnovers and 53 points in the paint for the tommies that'll do it that'll do it for anybody for kansas city tamaya you guys with a double double um 14 points 14 rebounds for tamaya Manamen saw tallied 22 points for the Ruse. Definitely stepped up here in the absence of Elise Stafford. We hope that she recovers as quickly um, as humanly possible. The Ruse have just had a tough year, guys. They've just had a tough year. Um, it happens to everybody at some point. So, and it's it's happening to them right now, but would love to see them get a couple wins here to close out the season. Would love to see them be competitive in Sioux Falls um, and and reset before next season. So, not it's just not much to say about that. I hate to see it, but we know somebody's got to be at the bottom, and right now, um, it's Kansas City. So tomorrow, or if you're listening to this on Thursday, today, tonight, 
February 16th. South Dakota will host Omaha. Omaha is hungry for that victory. Let me tell you. Um, 7 p.m. local time, Midco Plus. South Dakota State will host Denver, 7 p.m. local time, Midco Sports 2, and the Jackrabbit Sports Network with Scotty Quaz. North Dakota State will host Kansas City at 7 p.m., WDAY Extra and ESPN Plus, and then North Dakota, again, hosting Oral Roberts at 7 p.m. on Midco Sports. That is that is the game. The Mid- Midco Sports won. The Midco Sports, uh, North Dakota and Oral Roberts up in Grand Forks. Please go to that game, you guys. Please go. I know it's a Thursday. I know we've got kids in school, and I it's I, I know there's stuff going on. But please, if you can find a way to get to this game, get to this game. Pack the Betty. It's going to be a good game. North Dakota needs your support. You just heard Mallory say she did not want to play a 90-point game. Oral Roberts likes to play 90-point games. They just had an 85-91 to 91 game um, against Western Illinois that they were on the losing end of. So first of all, they're going to be hungry for a win because it's just as big of a game for Oral Roberts as it is for, for North Dakota. So. Pack the Betty Engelstead. Go support your fighting Hawks, you North Dakota people. Um, just get there for that game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. And I think that you will not regret seeing it in person. You will not be disappointed. As for the rest of those games tomorrow night, I think SDSU comes away with the win. I know it was close in Denver last time they played, however, being at home. Um, I think that South Dakota State will will pull out a win. South Dakota and Omaha, I really don't know, man. I really don't know. I really don't know. It's a toss-up for me. It's I would like to see South Dakota win to create some space um, and get a win at home after last weekend. However, I would also like to see Omaha get that road win because I know they're hungry for it. Um, and that would put them half a game ahead of South Dakota if they beat him tomorrow. So I, we know I love a shakeup, but I would like to see USD get that win, get above 500, but I don't know. It's a toss up. I'm not sure. Um, Kansas city, North Dakota state. I think North Dakota state is, is going to win that pretty handily. Oral Roberts, North Dakota. I'm scared to even make the prediction. I mean, it's really going to depend on how well UND can contain Hannah Cooper, right? I think I think that North Dakota is a little bit more capable of scoring without necessarily a leading scorer, if that makes sense, without someone having a monster night than Oral Roberts is. I think lately Oral Roberts has been relying on those monster games, but also like scoring 90 points, obviously your multiple people are scoring those. So I don't know. I'm going to go. I think Oral Roberts steals one on the road. I mean, either way it's good. Like somebody's going to shake shit up, right? Like it's, I just wish I, this is where I wish that like Jordan was here um this time this episode because i hate doing this stuff like making these predictions by myself i don't know 
someone somebody is probably listening to this screaming at me in their car. I don't know. That's my prediction. Three point game. Under five. That's my prediction. Under five points. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about Saturday. Oral Roberts at North Dakota State. That game, I do think Oral Roberts takes on the road. Um, That one at 12 o'clock local in Fargo on the WDAY Extra and ESPN3 on Saturday. Denver at South Dakota, 1 p.m. at Midco Sports 2 and Midco Plus. Kansas City at, did I say Denver at North Dakota? I meant Denver at South Dakota. I don't know. Denver at South Dakota on Saturday. Sorry. Kansas City at North Dakota, 1 p.m. Midco Sports. North Dakota getting both of the Midco Midco 1 uh, main Midco games this weekend. Omaha at South Dakota State at 2 p.m. No TV. You'll have to go to Jackrabbit's All Access for that or the Jackrabbit Sports Network radio. And then lastly, the travel partner game, St. Thomas at Western Illinois. 2 p.m. in Macomb. Um, go to Western Illinois' video or Western Illinois' website for the video link for that. Saturday predictions for Miss Madison. Um, Oral Roberts takes it against North Dakota State. I already, already talked about that one. I think Denver beats South Dakota on Saturday. Actually, here's what I think. I think Denver's performance on Thursday will be indicative of their performance on Saturday. Even if they don't win on Thursday, if they score a lot, contain the opposing offense, contest more shots, um, if Denver does all that on Thursday, I think they can come out with a win on Saturday, even if they don't win on Thursday. But I think how they play on Thursday um, will be indicative of Saturday. Kansas City at North Dakota. North Dakota takes that. Omaha at South Dakota State. I think SDSU could get a little bit of a scare here, but I still think they take the win. Um, But I I do think that Omaha can and will play them close again. But again, kind of like I said for Denver, I think that Thursday for Omaha is going to be indicative of Saturday. You know, I thought they were going to play UND really well last weekend, and they they just didn't nothing was dropping the bad shots weren't dropping the good shots weren't dropping nothing was dropping for them and it just wasn't wasn't a good day all around for them um but i do think they can and and potentially will play south dakota state close because again that's a win that they're hungry for that's last time down in in uh baxter they had a three-point lead over sdsu at half and i think it ended up being a nine-point game at the end of the day um So they know that they can beat SDSU. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. St. Thomas and Western. I think it's Western. I think Western takes this one at home, um, gets themselves into a position where they've now broken the tie between themselves and St. Thomas. And... They can try to win out and get get themselves into the seventh seed. So I do think Western takes that game on Saturday. Um, but I would not be mad if I were surprised, you know? 
I'm just here for the good times and the chaos, right? <laughs> so if there's a game of the week that you that I th- I think you should watch um or game of the day on Thursday it's ORU and UND and on Saturday it's Western and St. Thomas. Those are going to be the most competitive games and those are also games that mean the most, right? Now, if North Dakota State and Oral Roberts both win on Thursday, then their game on Saturday becomes more important because they're still both tied for second. If only one of them wins, the tie for second is broken. ORU were to win and North Dakota State and UND were to lose, then the tie for second would be broken. ORU would be alone in second and have a one-game lead on North Dakota State going into Fargo on Saturday. Basically, if only one of those three teams wins, then the tie for second is broken and you now have a tie for third. If two of them win, you have one the, the losing team in third and you still have a tie for second. That's how, how that looks. Um, but if if the two teams that win are all Roberts and North Dakota State on Thursday, then Saturday now becomes a lot more important. So that could also be a game that that's not yet the game of the week, but could be, if that makes sense. All right, that's all I have for you. I'm cutting myself off today. I am extremely exhausted and I have to go work a Clemson game. I get to go work a Clemson game. Excuse me. I get to do that. Um, I do get to do that. It's a lot of fun. I love doing it. I get to see my students, um, get to see people who who were my students, who are my students, ask some pretty cool coworkers and colleagues. So, and it's, it's division one athletics. I mean, athletics in general, like I, I love doing that. I just like the getting ready to go do it is, is kind of a drag waiting all day until once I finally get there, it's fine. But at this point I got up super early today because I was expecting a phone call. I didn't know when it was going to come. So I got up for business hours <laughs> instead of sleeping in on my normal Wednesday. So I'm definitely ready to take a tiny, tiny nap before um, I go to a basketball game tonight. So thank you guys for coming along uh, for the ride with me. I I say that I do this for everyone else and I do, but it's it's also a little bit for myself, right? It's fun. I like to do this. I've made great connections. I know I get sappy about it sometimes. And by sometimes, I mean every week at the beginning or at the end of the episode. But hey, a little bit, a lot of it, potato, potato, right? Who cares? Um, but I do appreciate it when you guys tell me that, you know, you listen to it. And whether you agree or disagree, as long as you're respectful, you know, I appreciate your your thoughts and your perspective. And I certainly definitely appreciate you telling me that you enjoy it. So warms an old girl's heart. So, all right. Well, sayonara. I'll see you all next week. And then after that, I'll get to say that I'll see you at the Summit League tournament. And I'm super excited for that. So go to the UND ORU game tomorrow. Watch it if you can't go. Watch the other games this weekend. Tell me what you thought on the Twitter. Also tune into our Twitter because we're going to have some Twitter polls um, put out and trust me, they're going to be fun. So, all right. See you later. Don't forget to stay on the summit.